Welcome to Keeping Secrets. I'm Veer Koto. Keeping Secrets is a web series produced by Dating Kinky about the intersection of kink and privacy. In this series, we'll be talking about the hidden dangers, hidden allies, and practical steps you can take to protect yourself and your community. We give you the information and tools to make informed decisions that are right for you. These webinars are recorded live and then released as a podcast. So if you're interested in participating and you're comfortable sharing, you can join us for questions and chat, just like these amazing people are here tonight. Uh, I am your host, Veer Koto. I'm a geek, a kinkster, and a privacy advocate. You can check out my very old website at veerkoto.com, email me at veer at veerkoto.com, or I'm on FetLife as Veerkoto, all one word. The opinions expressed in this series are my own. Your mileage may vary. Consult your doctor if after taking my advice, you have an erection that lasts more than four hours. So instant messengers. Uh, this is a topic that I have wanted to cover on this series for a long time. Uh, it is also one of the more requested topics that we've had. So before we jump in, uh, if you've been to one of these or heard any of the previous talks in the series, then you know that I like to start with why and what. Um, but I think I just want to talk about instant messengers first. So um, I think all of us at this point, pretty much all of us, use some kind of instant messaging technology, whether we're using uh, text messages on our phone or uh, maybe we're old school and we used uh, AOL Instant Messenger or ICQ or MSN Instant Messenger um, or Google Chat or Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Telegram. You know, there's so many. I remember even Yahoo Instant Messenger. Um, so, you know, I think all of us at this point have, have used one of these tools. Um, and we use these, these tools to communicate with our friends, uh, our family. Sometimes we use them to uh, talk about sensitive topics um, or send photos that we might not want our boss or maybe our grandma to see. Um, and that obviously depends on your boss or, or your grandma. So um, let's go back and say, you know, for those of you who have heard me before, uh, you probably think this is my favorite word since uh, it comes up every single time. Um, that is why. So why are we concerned? The problem lies in that we, as kinksters, were a minority, and people could use our participation in BDSM or the kink lifestyle to hurt us. Um, people have been fired from their jobs, they've lost friends, they've lost their family, um, even they've even lost custody of their children when uh, people found out that they were kinky. Being outed for being kinky is potentially very dangerous and scary. Um, and instant messengers often contain a lot of very private information about us. Uh, talks about us, talks about our partners, our friends. Sometimes we send intimate photos, details of things we've done or are planning on doing or, or did. Um, sometimes we have very intimate conversations and and sometimes we even have fights online, um, you know, and all of that information, all of that, uh, in, you know, that very private information is out there potentially for someone to find. 
Um, and that's pretty scary. Um, and the fact is that when we use these tools to communicate, whether we know it or not, I think most of us act like we have an expectation of privacy. And I think for many people that they just expect that their conversations um, online are, are private. And we think our, our photos are private too. But, but is that the case? How, how private are the things that we send to, to each other? And the answer is, for the most part, not very private. Um, in his book, Permanent Record, uh, Edward Snowden talks about how members of the NSA would collect texts and especially nude photos from people around the country. And they would share these texts and photos around the office. Facebook has repeatedly fired employees that have been caught stalking uh, private information about users, uh, including location, uh, their location and conversations they've been in and photographs. Um, and hacks also happen. In 2021, Cineverse, the company that routes text for Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T, all of which are really big uh, US-based telecommunication companies, revealed it had been hacked. Uh, Cineverse routes text for over 300 carriers. Uh, and it's not the only incident of hacking. Of course, um, other sites have been breached and private information, including private conversations, have been leaked uh, in the past. So, hey, if there was no hope at all, uh, you know, I wouldn't be talking to you. Uh, I wouldn't cover a topic where it was just totally hopeless. Uh, if I felt it was totally hopeless, I wouldn't even do this series. Uh, this series at its core is about keeping your hope up in the face of fear and working to make things better. And instant messengers are a place to have some hope. There are a number of good instant messengers out there. We just need to look for them and use them. And most importantly, get others in our life to use them too, right? Because uh, if it's just us geeks using them or us, you know, super privacy centered folks, um, that's not good enough. We need everyone to collectively uh, work together and uh, have good private communication. Um, so, you know, that's the goal here. That's the goal tonight uh, as I'm talking to you all. It's to get everybody together, um, you know, get you this information about what some good instant messengers are. Hopefully you'll use them and spread them, uh, and get others in your life to use them as well. So we're going to, we're going to go into what, what makes a, an instant messenger good. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to talk about specific instant messengers in a little bit, but let's put some, um, criteria together. Let's, let's figure out together what makes a good instant messenger. Well, at least in my eyes um, and for this talk tonight, what do I think a good instant messenger has to be? Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, none of the instant messengers I've looked at or that I've tried is perfect. None of them checked every single box, but there were some that were better than others or better in certain ways than others. Uh, the criteria that I'm going to use here tonight are, is it open source? Does it support end-to-end -end encryption? Is the program run by a single organization or is it decentralized or is it peer-to-peer? -peer? Does it support multiple accounts on one device? And is it easy to use? Um, and I realize I just threw out a ton of jargon. So we're gonna go through that, that jargon a little bit. We're gonna break it down. We're gonna understand it. 
just to make sure we're all on the same page because I don't want to just sit here and tell you what to use. And I don't want to throw a lot of technical jargon at you. I want, I really want to empower you to decide for yourself uh, what, you know, what is right for you and give you the tools to make those decisions, whether you're super technical or whether this is all completely new to you. So the first criteria for me, at least for a secure instant messenger is that it needs to be open source. That means that anybody who wants to look at the source, at the program and figure out uh, how it works can do that. Uh, and understanding open source is a little bit like understanding ingredients in a meal or understanding a recipe. Go, and understanding what goes into the program means that it's difficult or maybe even impossible for someone to sneak bad stuff in there, right? If you, if you know the recipe, um, you know, and, and you can follow the recipe and verify that someone followed the recipe, you know, it's pretty hard to sneak secret ingredients in there. So ideally, if a program is open source, um, the server should also be open source. Um, and that will eliminate some of the instant messengers, um, specifically Telegram, where the client is run on your phone, but the server isn't. But, but, but we'll get there. Um, the second criteria for a good instant messenger, at least in my eyes, is that it should have end-to-end -end encryption. Um, and we've talked a lot about encryption in this series. Um, and you can go back to some of our previous um, episodes and we've talked all about encryption. Um, but I'm just going to say here, end-to-end -end encryption is basically the gold standard for secure communication. Do you love women in charge dynamics? Are you ready to take your feminine dominance skills to the next level? To learn to dominate safely, creatively, and most of all, confidently? Looking for information on how to encourage growth, learning, and discipline in your power dynamic? Or maybe you want to learn how to really submit in a woman-led dynamic? Are wondering how to find the right dominant partner for you? And to learn and train to please her the best way possible? You're in luck. FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge is happening online June 10th through 12th and is now open for registration. Get your ticket to get access to the special learning and interactive events leading up to the weekend. Enjoy Femdom-centered content to share and discuss. Plus, get your personal invite to a special Discord server to meet other Women in Charge enthusiasts, to get to know each other, and connect before and after the event. Find out more at womenincharge.info. That's womenincharge.info. Um, but hey, let's, let's actually define encryption. So what do we mean by encryption? Encryption is the encoding of information to make it unreadable to anyone but the quote, intended recipient, right? So that sounds really good. Um, it sounds like what we want, but not so fast. <laughs> so normal encryption um, is also usually called transport encryption. And that's good. Um, but the intended recipient thing that I mentioned earlier only means that the information going from your computer to the server is encrypted, but inside the server, it's not. Um, so the way I like to think about this is that 
um, I'm going to make an analogy that like, let's say I'm a teenager and uh, I'm a teenager and I'm, I'm getting a love letter from my girlfriend, but my mom is the one who picks up the mail and she opens up all the envelopes before handing them to me. That's transport encryption. Um, yes, my original mail was in an envelope, so the mailman couldn't read it. No one from the post office could read it, but because it was only transport encryption, my mom could read it and, and maybe she did read it uh, and we won't have any way of knowing or stopping her from, from reading it. And again, that's, that's transport encryption. End to end encryption is when only the actual two recipients. So in this case, uh, that would be teenage me and my teenage girlfriend are the only ones who could read the message. My mom, she could hold the letter, but she wouldn't be able to read it. Right? So that's really what we want. We don't want the people who run the servers to be able to read our messages. And I, I hope that makes sense. And, and if it doesn't make sense, um, you know, talk about it in the comments and, and we'll, we'll address it in the Q and A. Um, so next up is uh, understanding ending centralization, decentralization, or, or even peer to peer. Most of us are probably used to one company running things. So like when you use Facebook, Facebook messenger, you know, that the messages that you send go through Facebook, that's centralization. Uh, and the same would be true if you were using, you know, the old school, you know, Yahoo instant messenger, you, you knew it was using Yahoo and AOL instant messenger and so on. So let's talk about decentralization. Uh, or sometimes it's called federation. So federation is like email where different companies or universities or government each have their own little server, but they can communicate with each other. And it's a bit like how I can be on one phone company and you can be on another phone company and we can still call each other, right? We don't all have to be using the same phone company. It, it doesn't matter at all. It just kind of works across that. So some instant messengers support this kind of email or phone-like federation. And then one step above that, or maybe even better than that, is this thing called peer-to-peer. -peer. And in peer-to-peer, -peer, there is no middleman. There is no company. There is no organization. Messages are passed directly from one device to another device with no, with no middleman, right? So there's no company. There's no organization. Uh, and not having a middleman can be good because it means that there's no way for the service to be shut down or for, for any one uh, entity or one person to control everything, right? So, so if we think about, and let's go back to, uh, you know, AOL Instant Messenger, since it was, it was my, my first one, um, at some point AOL shut down and then AOL Instant Messenger went away. Um, and even if it had been federated, um, it going down meant that I couldn't use it anymore. But if it had been peer to peer, um, I you know it, it would have still worked. So so those are some some considerations. Another consideration is multiple account support. Um, and the way I like to think about this is that in this series, in keeping secrets, we've talked a lot about this word compartmentalization. And, and again, I'm sorry if this is your first time. Um, I hope I'm, I'm being clear, and, and, and if you've got questions, please ask them uh, in the chat or, you know, or go back to some of the previous episodes. Um, but we've talked about this idea called compartmentalization, which is just a fancy word for keeping your kink life and your vanilla or non-kink life separate. 
In this case, uh, that means that it'd be nice to have a chat profile or an instant messenger profile that is all about your kink and that that should be entirely separate from your vanilla chat profile or your vanilla um, instant messenger profile. Um, and the challenge is that so many apps, so many instant messenger apps use your phone number um, and, and then that, that, makes, that makes it impossible to sort of keep them separate unless you have separate phones. Um, and sometimes even the name of your phone is registered um, or the name that you used on your phone is registered, making it really not ideal for kink use, um, even, if, even if they are secure. So we want to think about multiple account support. And, and while I'm here, I also want to mention that the instant messengers I'm looking for, that I'm looking at, the instant messengers that I'm evaluating tonight, they're just kind of generic instant messengers, right? So if you're using, for example, the day key instant messenger that's a little different right because that's just for dating kinky and you wouldn't you probably wouldn't ask your your boss or your grandma or you know your next door neighbor that you know doesn't know you're kinky to talk to you on dating kinky right so i'm really evaluating instant messengers that i think everybody can use um, for pretty much anything um, so ideally we'd like to have a vanilla profile and a kinky profile. And hey, we can make, we might even have other profiles too, right? We might have a work profile and a personal profile, et cetera. So we really want this sort of multiple account support thing, um, at least ideally. Um, and let's talk about multi-platform, right? So uh, can you run this chat app on your Android phone? Uh, does it run on an Apple iPhone? Does it run on a Mac or a PC or a Linux device? Um, and then, you know, does it have the ability that when you run it on these different uh, platforms, does it let you kind of keep your session? And by that, I mean, does it let you have access to the same conversation as you did on your phone? And some of these really do that well, right? So with some of these instant messengers, it doesn't matter if I'm on my computer or my phone, it all just works the same. And, and to, the, to the recipient, it, they don't care if I was on my phone. And some of these, um, you know, you you can't share you you can't share a profile between your PC and you, let's say your phone, um, or some of these don't run on certain platforms, and, and we'll talk about that. And lastly, but pretty darn importantly, a chat app needs to be easy to use. We can have the most secure thing in the world, but if it's too complicated for people to use then only those of us, you know, in the ivory tower can use it. And that's no good. And that's no good because really we want to normalize secure communication. We want everybody to be using secure communication. If, if only the geeks and the people that have something to hide are using encrypted apps, then using an encrypted app becomes something suspicious. So we really want everyone to benefit from using secure communication, right? So if it's too complicated, that's that's not good. So we may need to make it easy to use. Um, you shouldn't have to have a lot of specialty knowledge, a lot of complicated configuration, um, and it should have a, a pleasant interface. I don't know how why I spelled pleasant that way, um, but it should have a pleasant interface. So now that we have our criteria, um, Let's look at some instant messengers. First, we're going to take a look at some of the ones that are not so secure. And then let's look at some of the good ones, right? So 
I'm going to call this the worst instant messengers. And this is not an extensive list. Um, um, you know, maybe a nicer way of saying this is uh, the instant messengers that don't meet our criteria. Um, in, in fact, other than being easy to use, um, most of them don't meet any of our criteria whatsoever. Um, the top most popular ones that I wanted to point it out, uh, point out as bad are Facebook Messenger, uh, Google, and Google keeps changing the name of its instant messenger. It used to be Gchat, then Google Hangouts. I think it's called Google Chat. Uh, Discord, Kick, and especially uh, plain old texting uh, on your phone or sometimes just called SMS. Uh, for plain old texting, the phone company keeps... Uh, sends a copy of all these communications to the three-letter agencies, at least in the United States. Uh, and again, we know that because Edward Snowden revealed that in his book. Um, Facebook Messenger, we know, uh, also records all the conversations, um, uh, the text conversations, and we also know that um, there's been some controversy about it also recording audio, um, even when it's not supposed to. Um, and there's been some government um, investigations into Facebook about that. Um, Discord uh, works regularly with law enforcement and other entities, um, and we know that it stores all the communication. Um, and Kick has a really terrible privacy policy. Uh, in fact, I only mentioned Kick because it is so popular with certain um, parts of the, the Kink community. Um, and I would just say these are like the worst ones. Um, and if you want to mention or if you got questions about a particular instant messenger that you're using, um, please be sure to mention that in the chat and, and we'll get to it. Um, and I'm going to put Telegram and WhatsApp in their own category. Telegram um, is open source and it can even do uh, verifiable builds, which is a kind of a geeky thing, but it just means that we can we can know for sure that the source code builds the, the program. Uh, unfortunately, we know that the client is good. We know that the program that you run on your phone or your computer is good, but uh, they haven't open sourced their server. So um, it's, it's kind of a little bit dicey. Um, in a sort of similar vein, WhatsApp used to be good too. Um, and the technology that's in WhatsApp is actually what is in Signal um, and actually in a whole bunch of these. Um, so basically, Signal came out of the people who worked on WhatsApp, uh, but those same people who've been involved in WhatsApp have said more recently that it's not as trustworthy as it once was, so you shouldn't trust WhatsApp, and I suggest not using it for any kind of sensitive communication nowadays. So now that we've talked about the, 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 the less good um, instant messengers, let's, let's talk about the good ones, and uh, we're going to start with the big one. <laughs> Right, the big one here being uh, Signal, um, and I'm sure that most of you were anticipating that I was going to talk about Signal because Signal is is the most popular secure instant messenger out there, and, and let's be clear, um, it's it's probably the the biggest and most popular um, secure chat application. So let's start. Um, let's start about it being open source, and I'm going to say that Signal is about 80% open source. The client is open source, um, although um, it has some issues about, about verifiable builds. Um, and part of the server is open source, but not all of the server. Um, 
So, so signal is again, not fully reproducible. Um, that's the technical term, but it means that it's not a hundred percent possible to know that the most popular downloads are clean. Um, and, uh, and then in fact, signal has, has made statements about, uh, it's, let's just say it's controversial, it's some controversial statements about reproducible builds. Um, so it doesn't entirely fail the open source criteria, but it doesn't fully pass it either. Um, but let's move on. Uh, signal is fully end to end encrypted encrypted. Um, in fact, the signal protocol, which is known as uh, the which is known as double ratchet encryption, uh, is used by several other instant messengers. Uh, signal is run by an organization called Open Whisper Systems. Open Whisper is a nonprofit organization, um, and it has been subpoenaed in the past, and those subpoenas haven't worked. Uh, no, no information was given uh, because Signal is really good about uh, protecting user privacy. Um, it's been pressured politically, and again, it always comes out on top. Uh, even so, um, it's still a centralized service. It is only run by one organization, and if anything should happen to, happen to Open Whisper, uh, Signal would stop working. So it doesn't pass the decentralized test. And while we're on the topic of Signal and Open Whisper, Signal has come under some criticism because um, it's worked on the integration of a commercial cryptocurrency designed by the same guy, Moxie, who originally wrote Signal. And some are claiming this is a conflict of interest. I think we'll need to see, um, but let's go back to the technical. Signal doesn't, I'm sorry, uh, doesn't support multiple accounts. Uh, and by default, it uses your phone number as your identifier and it sends your real name by default. Um, so that means it's really not easy to set up a second kink account uh, on one phone. You really need to decide, you know, this is gonna be my kink phone or my vanilla phone um, and, and that's it. So um, I don't think it's, it's great in that way. Um, it is multi-platform and there are clients for Android, iOS, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Um, you can link your devices, um, meaning you can, you can have the same conversation for multiple devices. And you can even use the audio calling feature from your PC, uh, making it very compelling. So you can, you can make uh, voice calls from your PC, you can chat from your PC, you can call from your phone, all of that. Um, in terms of easy to use, Signal is pretty darn easy to use. In fact, I'd say it's as easy as Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or Kick or any of these insecure instant messengers. So conclusion, uh, Signal is the popular choice. Using it um, is heads and tails better than using a, a, a non-secure instant messenger. And I know a ton of people who use Signal. Um, there are things I wish were better, but Let's just call it the popular choice. And uh, you're not going to go terribly wrong by using Signal. But next up, let's talk about uh, some, let's say, less, less popular ones. And uh, Briar is a messaging app that probably many fewer of you have heard about. Uh, Briar is an extremely secure instant messenger that has some amazing features. First, it doesn't have any central service. 
No single organization runs prior messaging and no single organization can shut it down. Also, Briar doesn't even need the internet to operate. It can send messages to other people via Bluetooth or the internet. So uh, when it does need to send messages over the internet, it uses Tor, which is a secure internet overlay, um, meaning that Briar is extremely secure. Um, but let's, let's, uh, let me slow down here because I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Briar is open source, completely open source. Since there's no server, we know it's fully open source and it's also reproducible. And we've talked about that earlier. It is 100% end-to-end encryption, uh, encrypted. Um, and, uh, and we know that again, because there's no central server. Uh, Briar is a peer-to-peer -peer app. So it doesn't need a, we don't need to look at the server. Uh, one thing Briar does not have is multiple account support. It doesn't use phone number as your ID. So that's good. It's better than Signal, but you can't run a vanilla Briar and a kink Briar on the same phone. You can only have one Briar app running. So not ideal there. In terms of multi-platform support, uh, Briar also falls a little bit short. Briar only runs on Android. Uh, there have been attempts to port Briar to the PC and to Linux, but they haven't gone anywhere. So Briar only runs on Android devices. And uh, again, not even on iOS and not on the PC. In terms of ease of use, I found Briar very easy to use. Um, it was as easy as Signal, uh, and I used it both on and off the internet, and it worked great. So uh, we'll call Briar the, the, the secure choice, um, but you may not be able to run it everywhere. Just gonna drink a little water and then I'll jump right back in. All right, let's talk about Session. Session is a fork of Signal. A fork means that it's based on the same work as Signal, but the two teams, uh, they deviated at some point. They, they decided they were gonna go in some different directions. Um, there are some benefits that Signal has over Session, and there are some benefits that Session has over Signal. But hey, let's just let's stick with our criteria here. Uh, session is fully open source. Uh, so that box is checked, but um, it has these onion routing nodes, which is a little bit technical. Um, but I had trouble finding the source for them. Um, and I'll discuss a little bit more about this onion routing thing in a bit, but I couldn't find the source code to the, to the onion routing. And if someone else knows where it is, hey, please put that in the chat, um, but I couldn't find it. Uh, a session is fully end-to-end -end encrypted compared to most instant messengers. It has a very high level of security. Um, the only downside it has compared to Signal has to do with some of the aspects of its encryption. Uh, I'm gonna spare you some of the technical details of what is called perfect forward security and just say that while the encryption in signal is stronger, the privacy in session is stronger. And that's a, that's a bit of a trade-off. Um, and the distinction between uh, encryption and privacy is a little bit technical, um, but you just have to kind of take my word for it that um, one is more encrypted and the other is more private. Um, 
session is decentralized, but with some caveats. It uses its own Tor-like network. It's not doesn't use Tor, but it uses uh, another onion routing network like Tor to protect the network. That is what makes it more private than Signal. Um, but as far as I can tell, the nodes, so the, the 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 little things that make it more private, they're run by a single entity. Uh, at least that's all I could tell. And I and I didn't spend a ton of time. I spent about a day and a half looking at session. Um, there's also some connection between the session instant uh, messenger and some other cryptocurrency um, company or plan. And then that has left a taste in some people's mouths as well. Uh, and that's kind of comparable to the signal instant messenger and its connection to cryptocurrency. Um, so, you know, some people really um, get, you know, creeped out by that. Um, and I, as I said, I couldn't find the source code to the unrouting nodes. Um, and that doesn't make me super nervous because we do know that the encryption is good. Um, but it's not ideal, right? We really want these to be able to be run by anyone. Um, I, I, so I can't say it fully passes uh, that. Um, session isn't tied to your phone number like Signal is, but it also doesn't support multiple accounts. <laughs> So it's a bit like Briar. Um, in terms of multi-platform support, Session runs everywhere Signal does. So that means it does run on Android, iOS, Windows, uh, Mac, and Linux. But unlike uh, Signal, Session doesn't let you link your devices. So each new device is also a new identity. So you can't, you know, you can't message someone from the same account on your uh, phone and your PC. It's like you'd have two different identities. Um, and I think people that come from Signal kind of expect that you'd be able to link your devices, um, but you can't on, on session. So aside from that, it's about as easy to use as Signal. So uh, let's just call this, uh, oops, sorry, I've uh, I hit the wrong button here. So, um, Sorry, so I'm going to call this, let's say, the, the privacy underdog. <laughs> uh, next up is Delta Chat. Um, I got to say, I have a soft spot in my heart for Delta Chat. So my review here may be a little bit biased, um, but here we go. All the messengers, I'm sorry, all the messages uh, on Delta Chat are encrypted, uh, and there's no central server. Um, but what makes Delta Chat kind of different is that Delta Chat runs on top of email. So your messages uh, are decentralized or sort of through your email service. <laughs> um, that means as long as email works, Delta Chat will work. Um, and despite the fact that it uses email underneath, Delta chat looks just like any other uh, instant messenger. So let's go to our criteria. It's fully open source. Um, the server obviously will depend on your email provider, um, but the Delta chat software is uh, fully open source. It is end-to-end -end encrypted. Um, it's decentralized um, about as much as, as email is. Um, it, and here's the big one. It supports multiple accounts. In fact, I'm going to kind of tell you to uh, reveal something here. It's the only app 
that I could find that met my other criteria that did multiple uh, accounts. So um, here it is. It supports multiple accounts. It also supports linking. So you can use it for multiple devices at once. Um, you can use it from your phone and your computer on the same account. Uh, so here you go. There's your multiple account support uh, in terms of being easy to use. Uh, you do have to configure it. So using Delta Chat, um, you have to know your your email, you know, username and password and stuff. So you'll have to. So if you're using Gmail, for example, you'll have to set it up. Um, there are instructions. It didn't take me too long, um, but it it did it did involve some work. Um, so you'll have to you'll have to do some configuration. So it's not it's not just going to work magically out of the box, um, but it ticks all the other boxes. In terms of security, um, there's one minor issue that I think is worth discussing, which is that Delta Chat um, isn't as secure as some of the other apps we mentioned. Um, and I know we have a bunch of technical people with us tonight, so I'm going to briefly go into the, into the the weeds here. But for everyone else, just know that I still recommend Delta Chat despite this tiny um, tiny amount of less security here. But this one's for the techies. Delta Chat uses AutoCrypt, which is a system to make establishing P uh, PGP connections easier. Uh, the, the downside of AutoCrypt is that if a user's key changes, that change is made automatically to the recipient. So um, if, you know, if Alice and Bob are talking and Alice sets up a new key, Bob won't know that her keychain changed. It will just work. Um, that makes it super easy to use. No, no complicated uh, stuff where you know messages about errors or any of that. Uh, the downside is that uh, if something bad happened, uh, Bob wouldn't know about it. It would just it would just change. So um, you know some 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 downsides there. But I still recommend Delta Chat. Um, so back to our criteria, uh, Delta Chat has some great multi-platform support. It's available on Android, iOS, Windows, Mac, and Linux. And again, your, your devices are linked, so you can use uh, the, same, uh, uh, the same app and the same conversation between devices. Uh, Delta Chat is great. It's powerful. It's easy to use. And it also, it's secure. Um, maybe not as secure as some of the others, but I'm going to call Delta Chat the the open choice. Uh, that's 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 how I'm going to classify it tonight. Um, so let's go to Kutch. The last of my batch of secure instant messengers is Kutch. Uh, it's not last for any specific reason other than one of these had to be last. Uh, Kutch is a secure instant messenger where there is no central server and all the messages are sent over Tor. So it's a little bit like Briar in that way. It also supports group communication, uh, but group communication doesn't trust the server that they're stored on um, and it can be self-hosted. I know there's a lot of jargony things. Let's just say that uh, it supports group communication and that's a good thing. It has a lot of powerful and, interest and interesting features. Um, so let's go through our criteria. Kutch is open source, 100%. It 
It's also 100% end-to-end encrypted and explicitly has a model where it doesn't need to use servers in most cases. Um, servers are mostly used um, when you're doing things like group communication. So even when it does talk to a server, uh, it's designed so it doesn't have to trust the server it talks to. Uh, and the server it talks to doesn't know a lot about um, the, the client. Um, so unfortunately, like most of these, Kutch doesn't support multiple accounts. Uh, in terms of multi-platform support, Kutch has clients for Android, Windows, Mac, and Linux. It doesn't have any clients for iOS, and it doesn't have the ability to sync or link clients across devices. Um, so in like Briar and some of the others, no iOS support um, and can't link um, devices. So each device you have, you know, your, your Android, your PC, each of those will be separate identities. Um, I'd say that Briar and Kutch are in very similar categories for me. Um, Kutch has better OS support where Briar can run without the internet. So both are very viable secure instant messengers and I'll just call uh, Kutch the, the solid choice. So I'd love to leave you all with the idea that these challenges are all technological, that we can install a program and everything is just gonna be okay. For all, I'm a person who genuinely believes that technology can make our lives better. But sometimes the threats we face aren't just technological, but also legal. And right now, around much of the world, especially the English-speaking world, there are laws that uh, have either passed or are being proposed that could make a lot of the technology I'm describing illegal and make it legally impossible to have a secure communication with someone. And this includes uh, the Australian Telecommunications and Other Legalization Amendment, TOLA, uh, a proposed law in the EU called Chat Control, uh, a proposed bill in the UK, the Online Safety Bill, and the United States Earn It uh, legislation. So um, if you've heard me before, you know that I'm a big fan of the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, based in the United States. Um, uh, if, if you can, please uh, join that organization. Um, even if you don't, please just get politically involved and let these politicians know how you feel about privacy and how much you value this stuff. Um, you don't have to tell them that it's because you're kinky. Um, I think everybody should have privacy. This, this should be universal and this shouldn't be uh, controversial. Um, so stand up for your rights, stand up for your right to privacy tell your politicians uh, and make sure that they know how much you value this stuff um, because it could be tomorrow that you have these rights, just like in Australia. Um, we, we need to stand up now um, and uh, keep, keep our, our rights to privacy. So, um, so we're going to do question and answer uh, real, real soon. Um, but um, before that, let's talk about the upcoming shows. Uh, in May, we're going to be doing BDSM Privacy and the Law with Mean Streak Milewide. I am super excited to, to have him. He is a real uh, expert and very charismatic. I'm, I'm really excited. I think, think for people that care about this stuff, um, this is going to be a really a fun, fun talk. 
Um, and then in June, um, I'm going to be doing uh, an episode on handling revenge porn. So I know a lot of people have experienced this um, very painful, very disturbing thing where private photos or videos um, that you may send or someone may take of you are put up on the internet and you want to um, take them down. And that can be very challenging or maybe they tag you or stalk you. Um, we're going to be talking about some of these issues and really how to, how to handle them um, both from a technical legal and well, maybe from a technical legal and also an emotional standpoint. So that's going to be, that's going to be our June topic. I know it's tons of fun. Um, it, look, it's not, it's not going to be as fun as the instant messengers, but uh, obviously a very important topic. So I hope you all join me for that. Um, so I'm going to do a word from our sponsor and then we'll jump into Q and A and I'll be reading through your comments. And uh, so if you've got questions or thoughts or something you want to share, please be sure to put that in the chat. And I'm going to get to that right after I speak up about how awesome Dating Kinky is. Uh, so this series, Keeping Secrets, wouldn't be possible without the support of Dating Kinky. They have been incredibly supportive to me in helping get this information out to you. And so now I'm going to talk to you about their offering, Dating Kinky Plus, which is, I think, a great deal. If you're here, you're listening to me, presumably you care about kink education, whether that's this series on privacy, learning BDSM skills like rope or flogging or fire play or needle play, or maybe it's soft skills like how to be a better dominant, how to be a better submissive, relationship skills, non-monogamy skills, communication skills, or more. Um, and if you do care about this kind of series, or you want to learn more, that's where Dating Kinky Plus comes in. Dating Kinky has tons of webinars, just like this one, that you can watch or listen to. Their library of kink educational material has over 400 hours of material uh, on so many topics, like being a newbie in the scene, power exchange, communication, non-monogamy, mental health, as well as this series on privacy. Joining Dating Kinky Plus also gives you access to books like The Big Book of Ass, FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge, uh, and uh, sorry, FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge, and Next Stop, O-Town. You'll also get access to additional features in the Dating Kinky app so you can find someone to connect with um, and maybe do some fun kinky stuff with. <laughs> with all this amazing content, um, it's obviously a little easy to overlook the dating part of dating kinky, but I think it's important that we talk about it. So let's, let's talk about it. You know, you get access to tons of educational material, videos, uh, webinars, interactive things, books, dating kinky app features and more. And right now, uh, as of the time of this recording, which is in uh, April of 2022, it's only $9.99 a month, which isn't really a lot of money when you consider how much you're getting. But if that wasn't enough, if you sign up for six months or a year, you'll save 40% off of that. So that's an even more incredible deal. 
And beyond all that, which I think are really good reasons to join Dating Kinky Plus, uh, when you join Dating Kinky Plus, you show your support for this series, Keeping Secrets uh, with me, Virkoto, and you show that you care about kink education and kink privacy. So all very good reasons to join Dating Kinky Plus. So please uh, go to datingkinky.com and join Dating Kinky Plus. With that, uh, questions. So I'm going to look at the chat. I am going to scan through here. Um, so give me a minute. And I'm going to be looking for your questions and your comments. If you uh, have questions and comments, please put them in the chat so that I can read through them. Uh, so here we go. Uh, so Mise uh, says that Signal is for everyday friends and family, uh, Matrix for kink because signal equals your phone number. Um, so yeah, we didn't talk about matrix. We talked a little bit about matrix before the, the show started. Um, we might do a follow-up all about matrix and discord and maybe we'll call it group chat. Um, so some secure group chat options. I think that's probably a, a worthwhile topic. Um, so I think I'm glad that we talked about matrix um, but we talk about tonight. Um, the main reason was um, the configuration, I think, was a little bit is a little too complicated for for a lot of people. Um, so so let's, uh, let's move on. Okay. Uh, me mentions the privacy conscious kinksters group on FetLife. Yes, uh, I am the, the uh, one of the founders and one of the mods of that group. So if you're on FetLife, please join us for privacy conscious kinksters. Uh, it's a good group to talk about some privacy issues. Um, what are my thoughts on aggregators like Station or Franz? I don't know what either of those are. Um, so I can't answer that question. I am really sorry. I don't, I've never heard of Station or Franz. Um, but maybe I will follow this up. Um, but I don't know what a, a an instant messenger aggregator is. Um, so you've, you've stumped me, uh, so, uh, good, good on you. Um, but I can't answer your question. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Me says WhatsApp is owned by Facebook and uh, yes, yes. We, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, Snapchat. So, um, so JT three asks about Snapchat. Um, Snapchat has kind of a, a me, I already answered this, but Snapchat has a pretty sh uh, shady privacy policy and uh some some other issues so i wouldn't um i wouldn't trust snapchat um and one of the issues with snapchat is a lot of these instant messengers you know they claim your messages are deleted but they're not really deleted and so anytime you see a messenger that claims it's it's going to delete your your messages just um don't necessarily believe that i, I guess would be my uh my um my here so, okay, so uh, Miss L clarifies these aggregators, so multiple messaging systems in one app, essentially. Um, so I've never used those two. So the ones that I used back many, many years ago was Pigeon and Adium, um, and they supported AOL Instant Messenger, and they supported ICQ and MSN Instant Messenger, Yahoo Instant Messenger, um, I think for a while they supported Skype um, and they supported Jabber. 
but these newer instant messengers don't um, they don't have integrations, so they don't have the kind of libraries that that we did in the past. I don't know. I've never heard of Station, or um, so I can't speak to it directly. Um, so I, the answer is I don't know. But um, I'm I'm just a little stumped. I guess I'll have to I'll have to do some research. And uh, if you join Privacy Conscious Kingsters, I will I will try my best to follow up um, about this about this topic. So, uh, okay, yeah. So people are saying it's like pigeon, um, pigeon. So does pigeon still exist? Um, the answer is the program still exists, but most of the instant messengers that it supported are gone. So, kinda, sorta. It's it's a little bit weird, right? This is so. When if you remember early on, I, I had one of my criteria was this this decentralization thing. Right. So what happens when AOL Instant Messenger goes away or or, you know, Yahoo Instant Messenger or MSN Instant Messenger when they shut down or when they change protocol? Like Google used to be able used to be able to use Pigeon with Google, but now you can't. So um, if, if they're the only option and they they go away or they change, uh, it kind of makes the program useless. So that's one of the reasons I'm a big uh, fan of, of decentralization, um, either federation or peer-to-peer, -peer because then no one can just sort of shut the whole network down. Um, yeah, and then the, the Andy sort of says, you know, the biggest question for, for them is, uh, are, these, are these programs open source? And I don't, I don't think that they would be, right? Because if they're talking to... You know these proprietary platforms; they're not going to be open source. So, you know, if they're talking with, um, you know, let's say Google or Facebook Messenger or whatever, um, they're not going to be open source. There, there is no open source program that can talk to those. And and, and you know, that is one of the difference, differences between now and you know, let's say the '90s. You know, in the '90s and uh, in the in the early aughts, we used to have, um, you know, open source programs that would talk to these. Uh, these platforms, but but those don't exist anymore. Uh, lawful, uh, Me Too brings up lawful access to secure instant messaging data apps. Um, I'll, I'll have to read that. I haven't I haven't read that uh, document, but maybe you want to post that in uh, the privacy conscious kinksters. Um, that'd be great, and we can all take a look at it, and uh, maybe some other people will have some thoughts on that too. Um, you know, I'm not the only expert, and I don't want to be the only you know the only expert. Obviously. You know, for for this web series, I am, but I really want other people to collaborate. You know, this is this is all about bringing people together and getting the best ideas from everyone. So um, I don't want it just to be the the Veer Kato show, um, even though you know, this is, but not the uh, not the, um, the 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 group on Fed Life. So yeah, I mean, look, we've talked about a lot. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize I guess two big things and if people have more questions, I really wanna I really wanna um, answer your questions, but I really want to emphasize two things. So the biggest one is getting your friends and family to use these secure instant messengers. How do you get other people to use these these programs? I'm gonna give you my secret. My secret is not to try to convince them that they're more secure, right? So you don't say listen you should use this program because it's better da, 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 da. 
and it's and 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 don't talk about encryption and government and and all and Edward Snowden. Don't talk about Edward Snowden. Just say, hey, I'm using Signal or I'm using Briar or I'm using this, and you point them to the website and they install it. You know that is how most people got onto these instant messengers in the first place. We don't have to make it weird, right? Um, we just tell them, oh, this is what we're using. And my experience is that if you just do that, most of the time people just follow through. Um, it's it just make it easy, don't make it weird. Um, and again, you know, the the biggest thing is to get them to use it. And uh, and then you know when somebody says, oh, do you use uh, do you, you know do you use any of these other instant messengers? And and they're like, oh yeah, I, you know, I use this with my mom or. I use this with my friend or my neighbor or whatever. Um, that's been my experience is that the, that's the biggest thing for us to do. The biggest, um, you know, I don't want to proselytize, but I think the best way we can get people to join us is just to, to encourage them to, to use these tools um, for, for all of our benefit. So that's, you know, I see, uh, you see one more person typing in the chat, but I think we can pretty much call this one an early night. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll stop the recording after this last question and uh, we'll let you all go. But I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. Uh, you are you are awesome. You are the reason I keep uh, doing this series. Um, your questions, your comments, your enthusiasm are really what drive me. So so thank you so much. I'm, I'm you know, I cannot, I genuinely can't thank you all enough. Um, so Broca says, I got my folks on Signal because it's the best way to get them uh, messages up in the mountains. Um, so that's great. Um, you know, I think that's the right way to do it. You you really you really hit it hit the nail on the head. You just say, hey, use this program. You know, here it is. You know, link link to it. Down you know have them download it. They don't need to know. Oh, it's open source and and end-to-end -end -end encrypted, don't, look, if you've got a geeky friend who's all about that, great, you know, but, you know, if, if it's just a regular person, just, you know, just link it to them, so, yeah, all right, well, thanks, thanks, everyone, I'm going to stop the recording now, and, uh, yeah, and,